Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, please, uh, no flash photography and no recording devices. Uh, this is episode 89 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. And God, so much is fun. Oh, I'm just, I'm angry about everything. I'm so angry. Yes, I know. It's like, uh, okay, so it hasn't been that long since we recorded our last episode because we kind of fell out of sync with recording them on Fridays, mm-hmm. but... What little has happened has just been the worst. And also, there's, like, non-international news we have to talk about today. Oh, nice. Well, we got some local stuff. I don't know if we'll have time to get to that, but we'll try everything. The first thing I wanted to bring up uh, that I'm going to spring on you, in the news, again, police violence. What? Police violence? In America? Come on, Peter. Now, I've got two side-by-side stories here. Uh, the one of them I'm calling bullshit on. The other one is just like, what the fuck? So we'll start with the one I'm calling bullshit on first. This happened in uh, New York City. Uh, it says, Parks Police grab and hold and slam an artist to the ground in Washington Square Park. Okay. Um, so I already don't like the way they write this because I think there's a lot of a lot of real police violence problems. Now in this story, a guy named Oriel... Sibalos, he's a locally known painter who sells his art around the city. Um, he's approached by Parks Department officers, who, by the way, are real police. They have all the training of cops, and they are able to affect warrants, or what's the word, um, summonses and arrests, just like any cop, right? They just happen to patrol the parks. Okay. So he's exhibiting his art pieces near a lamppost, not far from the fountain in Washington Square Park. A tense physical conversation, con, con, I can't even talk, confrontation was uh, captured. Uh, he grappled with police officers, um, and they took him to the ground. He was pepper sprayed. So uh, it, there are different rules in parks. If you're going to be amplified, like if you're doing performance art, you need a permit. If you're going to do like display art, you have to have it like on a table. You can't have it on the ground, right? There's weird rules. Okay. So he... Uh, he freely admits that he did not have his art on a table, but he says, uh, it's, it's like, um, you know, it's a lot like, uh, jaywalking, you know, they really, they, no one cares about it. They only, they only come after you for it. Uh, you know, if you're, if, if they want, they're out to get you. So that's, that just sounds like someone who is, uh, upset that they broke the rules and, uh, you know, got called out for it. Like, so I don't know. I don't, I don't think people like that too terribly serious, unless it would be like a huge inconvenience for him to have a table there. No, just get a table, asshole. So yeah, like uh, th- these are the rules. Just they're they're simple rules. Follow them. So here's the thing. Uh, it's very iffy if you have to identify yourselves to police. Generally, you you should, or if you don't have to, but they're gonna book you. Uh, you probably won't be held on anything, but you know, self identification is a thing that you kind of have to do. So. The parks department officials, uh, he, they, they, they came over to him, uh, and I guess they started saying, you know, you're not in compliance. He repeatedly asked them to call the police, uh, who he said typically leave him alone, and he added he did not want to allow the officers to handcuff him because he felt it was a false arrest and wanted to wait for the NYPD. Well, here's the thing, buddy. These are cops. And, uh, like, he refused to identify himself and was like, no, I'm not going to be arrested. Dude. This, this guy sounds like a... Uh if not a Trump supporter, like a Trump mind-melded-er, because that's uh, basically what Trump's doing right now with his impeachment, saying, no, 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 I do not accept the validity of this impeachment, so I right. won't be cooperating. Which is, so, by the way, a, a genuine constitutional crisis, because he's putting himself above the co-equal branches. But anyway, Well, to top it off, uh, a spokesperson of the Parks Department said that this guy has received multiple summonses and 311 complaints in recent months. So this um, wasn't even a first offense? This wasn't a even first, a first offense. A so, first non-tabling? Yeah, so on the day in question, the officer's asking for identification uh, to issue another summons for violating the regulations. He refused to, prov- to provide identification. Um, and then he resisted arrest and began to choke the officer. So here's the thing. I'm not a fan of the police generally or a police state, but you can't yell, this is a false arrest and I will fight it. Like, that's not how that works. Yeah, um, so, like, I don't know what to say. This guy's clearly in the wrong. But they wrote it up as like, oh, another case of police violence. Here's the no, problem. No, it wasn't. Here's the problem with that. When you write, and I'm a little bit annoyed because I get a lot of news from the Gothamist. Fake and the Gothamist news. Is, 
the Gotham is writing this up is this poor guy did nothing wrong. Like, dude, you were breaking the law. You had broken it multiple times. They were just going to write you a summons, but you decided to be, you know, he goes, I thought they were going to Eric Garner me, who, by the way, was also breaking the law and resisted arrest, even though they went a little bit above and beyond in that they killed him. Um, so that was, that was fucked up, but it's like, stop resisting arrest. And I know I sound like a fucking right-wing asshole. I'm like, just don't resist. But also, if you're breaking the law, don't resist arrest. Like, yeah. so this is one of those bullshit stories that I feel like muddies the water because in Texas, meanwhile, um, police officers were called for a welfare check because a woman's door wasn't open. Or, I'm sorry, doors, a woman's door was ajar, right? So, a so welfare they, check meaning that they just want to make sure that this person's okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. to make sure that the person's okay. I'm trying to find the, the specific... Um, uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the specific part in the article. But basically, cops show up, her door's ajar. They see her through the window, and the cop just starts going, Show me your hands! And she goes, What? And then he shoots her dead inside her own home. Jesus. Yeah. So... Okay, Christ on a cracker. Right, this is the reason why we don't need to um, write bullshit articles uh, about assholes in a park uh, resisting arrest and attacking police officers. Because, because at the same see... time, in real life, sometimes police can do really nutty shit like this. And like you said, it muddies the water. Now, like, one thing gets conflated with the other, so we can throw both of them out if someone's, like, completely on the cop side. Because they'd say, oh, she probably resisted arrest. Like, what? Well, that's what made me mad about the initial article I read on this. Um, they go, and later on, a gun was found in the home. No word whether it was near her. And I go, who the fuck cares if you have a gun in your own home? You have that right, especially in Texas. In yeah, Texas, I can walk around my own home juggling fucking handguns. That's my right as a Texan. You, I'm pretty sure you can do that outside or like in the Walmart juggling guns in Texas. Or just on a playground. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this officer's already, <laughs> this officer's already resigning, but this officer needs to go to jail for a fucking manslaughter at least, uh, cause this right. is piss, piss poor training. Like this is insane that this woman just in her house and, uh, they find out more as the investigators, like she was playing video games with like her eight year old kid. And then somebody's shining a flashlight in her window going, show me your hands. What? Blah, 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 blah. Um, mm. so I, I just bring up those two news stories because there's, there's legitimate police violence. Yes, this is fucked up. But if you're just some fucking asshole on the street who's like, this is an illegitimate arrest. I mean, it's a law, but it's not a big one. Man, fuck you. I hope you get pepper sprayed in the asshole because you're fucking wasting time and fucking mudding the waters for real decent people who are, who are wrongfully assaulted and killed by police. Yep. Now that's the bottom line, because Stone... Yeah, anyway, I just was so mad about that's that fucking... That's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Yeah, so That's fucking, what you were going at, going for. Fucking police violence, like... Because there's so much legitimate violence. Like, why are you wasting ink on, like, this dude was an asshole who had broken multiple laws and was in the process of breaking one again, and he's like, I felt threatened! Well, you should, because <laughs> you broke the law and you fought the cops. You never heard the fucking, uh... How's the song go? I fought the law and the law won. Yeah, asshole. It's not. I fought the law and it worked out fine. I yeah. fought the law and I'm doing fine. That would be like if I was like, yeah, I was peeing outside, but like, yeah, it's not really a big deal unless the cops want to be assholes about it. Well, it is a law. And I, I mean, break it. Ro ro robbing the bank's not a big deal unless the police show up with their guns and yeah. demands that I stop. All, all that money is insured anyway. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> but yeah. Also, I got a real thing in New York against fucking street artists because these fucking semi-homeless assholes are... Just... I think I got to get out of New York is what I'm saying. Yep, fucking street artists. They're going to get you arrested. They're going to get everyone arrested. Hey, how you want to buy some shitty paintings I found in a dumpster? No, leave me alone. P Stop Peter's talking like, to me. Peter's walking through a park, and a, a street artist like runs up behind him and starts painting on his back. Your art now, and you're not on a table. Then the police show up and arrest you. because your art that's not on a table, and you're like, God damn it! <laughs> this might have been one time I actually just helped the cops beat the shit out of a guy. I don't know. <laughs> like this is, this is illegitimate. I'm just like kicking him. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, well, how does it feel now? Well, legitimate anyway. Nikes against your throat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so fucking... There's real problems out there, and I hate it when any time is wasted on them. And someone goes, they got him in a legal chokehold! And that's the hard thing, is like, yeah, you shouldn't put people in chokeholds because it's easy for them to die. But also, if you're a cop and you're trying to effect an arrest, what are you going to do, tickle them? Yeah, so, I mean... 
there's not very many grapples that are both easy and effective. Yeah. And like the chokehold is the sleeper hold in particular is like a really easy one to apply if you know what you're doing. It's uh, yeah. easy to replicate even at a moment's notice. So that's just that's a good thing to bring down someone without having to, you know, shoot them. I just I'm a big fan of I think we need to start putting money into like sleeping dart technology. I, you know? Yeah, let's do that. If we could really get that going so that it doesn't kill you, it just makes you like, oh, no, Thorazine or whatever, you know, like, that would be awesome, right? Like, it just puts you to, you take a nap and you wake up in jail and then less problems. That's, let's go with that. Just work on even better uh, non-lethal solutions to uh, bringing people down and there was we'll some, be good to go. There was some foam that I read about. Uh, and I was a kid. <laughs> that sounds uh, awful. You just and, like suddenly you're blah, and now you can't move. Yeah, in like popular science, and it's like you could just carry it in a fire extinguisher as a cop, and to be like, stop, or I'll foam you. And then they they're just like, I'm caught in this foam. I mean, that would be fun, right? Maybe I in think so, maybe a but... maybe like a net gun, right? Can't we fire a net out of a t-shirt cannon? Well, the problem with net guns is that they have to have like really heavy shit at the end to wrap around the person, and those mm -hmm. heavy shit would, if it hits the person, would just be like stoning them ah, to death because right. it would stone them to death. No easy solutions. I get it. No silver bullets here. That's why the name of the podcast is These Muckrakers and not The Silver Bullet. Yep. We are we are the one bullet to rule them all. One bullet to find them. Um, so but we can't fire it at uh, sitting members of Congress because that's against our one rule. So that's a, that's something I want to address today. So if you didn't see it, Trump, I guess at his resort, showed this another one of these dumb shitty videos somebody made where they put Trump's face on a character from a movie, like John Wick or some shit, and then all the people that he's shooting, they just make them, they just put like CNN logos, logos and stuff on them. Yeah. New York and, Times. And... Yeah. They did that today with, uh, I guess it was, uh, might have been a scene from The Kingsman. I haven't seen it. Uh, so some one guy is just like uh, gunning down like just all these people trying to kill him in a church. So they put Trump's face on it, and then they put all all these different people and like like uh, Black Lives Matter and like CNN. And so he's just basically Trump going on a rampage through a church just murdering all of his uh, foes. And I guess he liked it because that's how he sees himself. And I said, all right. Can we lift the ban on us being able to threaten the life of a sitting president since he seems to be able to do it to other people? I mean, turnabout is fair game, and what's good for the goose is good for the gander, but at the same time, King Trump is above the law, so of course he can just keep getting away with this shit. Well, I guess we have to do what Trump does. We gotta, out, do we gotta outsource it, the folks. threats to, we gotta outsource the threats to Wesley. Yes, let's have Wesley threaten the sitting president, and then that way yeah. uh, he'll get arrested and not and we, us. And we can, we, can, we can create a little distance between ourselves and the threats. Be like, well, we didn't ever explicitly... You know, if Wesley wants to threaten the president on his own, you know, we can't be held accountable for his actions. What, Wesley? He was just the coffee boy. He ne We don't know a Wesley. <laughs> we, we hardly even knew him. So, uh, speaking of the coffee boy, man, uh, do we want to get into all the... Oh, we, let's get into the local news. I forgot all about that. Yeah, our, our alma mater. So, okay, up to this point, y'all have known that uh, I'm in Georgia somewhere and that Peter's in New York, but uh, I've got to get really specific and say that I'm actually broadcasting from Statesboro, Georgia, because Statesboro's in the news lately, and I kind of want to... Um, reverse brag reverse brag about this town which is now trending you know number one news story on cnn online for like a day there was georgia southern university's book burning extravaganza now let me tell you a little bit of my history with georgia southern university when i was going to my four-year uh to get my four-year degree i had a choice between uh, a georgia southern or uh armstrong atlantic state university and I looked at all the people that went to Georgia Southern, and I heard all their hillbilly, woo-hoo! And I'm like, ah, don't want none of that shit. It's just a bunch of, like, middle, I would say middle to, like, middle upper class, like, fucking farm kids uh, go to this dumbass college uh, and just drink for four years and somehow come out the other end with a degree, right? Yeah, well, about 10% uh, of them do, yeah. Most yeah, of or... them just sort of get wiped out at the, uh, the, the first midterm snow. Nice. Anyway, I fucking hate it. I didn't want to go there. So I went to Armstrong. Well, well, well. Guess what college absorbed Armstrong and turned my college into one of their satellite campuses? If you guessed GSU, you'd be fucking correct. Yeah. So uh, I was well, talking to some other students. Like, I'm, I'm an alumnus of GSU. Well, and I was you, talking you, may, to... you may ask yourself, well, Pete, why does that matter? 
you didn't go to GSU. Well, whenever I have to turn in my transcripts to any kind of job or anything like that, guess who I have to put on my transcripts? Guess who I have to call for my transcripts? Armstrong slash GSU? No, GSU. Armstrong does not exist anymore. Oh, it's not even... Okay. So yeah, yeah, you are you are now a GSU alumni alumnus too. It would be what like yes, yeah, it, it would be like saying like it would be like if I went to the like Weatherby's University of Phrenology, you know the old thing of like you, where you could tell if somebody was a criminal by the bumps on their head. Yeah, yeah, it's not a thing that exists anymore. That so, um, I figured fuck. it was gonna be like um, Activision and Blizzard whenever they fused into Activision Blizzard or Square SquareSoft and um, Enix whenever they became or fuck, what am I saying? Anyway. Two different companies, you know, mer companies merged. They combined their names. I was hoping GSU did that. No, they just with, uh, ate my... Armstrong. So they ate my college and then had a book burning. So now I'm like, oh, fantastic. Now I get to be associated with this because this monster keeps growing. Was Enix just Enix by itself? That's what threw me off. It's like, I want to call it Square Enix, but Square Enix is what it's called now that it's merged. Anyway, that's not important. It's not. What is important is the books that were burned and the reason that the books were burned. Uh, uh, before you get to that, I just wanted to say, I was talking to uh, some other GSU students about this, and see, in the past, we always have been uh, annoyed whenever we say we're from GSU, and someone's like, you mean Georgia State? And we're always like, no, 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 Georgia Southern. We're not going to correct them anymore. When they're like, you mean Georgia State? We're going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Is there... <laughs> the, the one that d yeah. that's not well known for burning books. Yeah, the one that's no known for being the top tier college in the state of Georgia. Yes, I would say I went to Georgia State. That's my. That would be my, yeah. Oh, Georgia State, my heart. Okay, so tell us about the story, Pete. Um, so, God, I don't have the details. Do you remember the author's name that came and gave the speech at Georgia Southern? I I've heard the story, but you said that uh, you wanted to, like, save it and surprise me with it. Damn it. I <laughs> link you to <laughs> so, the story. So I, so I never wrote uh, down any notes about it. You bastard. I just want to get the names right for this. All right, let's go to CNN right there. All right. Because I can tell you the gist, but I don't remember the author's name. Um, oh, nice. They used a barbecue grill for the burning. How very Southern. Um, yeah. So uh, Jenny Capo Crusette visited campus in Statesboro on Wednesday to discuss her 2015 novel, Make Your Home Among Strangers which students were assigned to read for their first year, I guess, their first year experience course. So I guess they okay. have those like, hey, man, you know, they make you take that bullshit course like, this is college. This is how you study. This yeah, is actually, what your experiences are like. Fun fact, I actually got out of ever having a first year experience class because like the year that I went to college was the last year that they didn't have that. So every semester after that, all the new students are having to do this first year experience, which is a total waste of time. But I don't know. I, I just sort of dodged the bullet and got to skip that useless shit. But anyway. So basically, uh, she has she's Cuban-American. Uh, her, her, her novel examines a Cuban-American girl who is caught between two worlds, her life as a first-generation minority student at an elite university, and her family in Miami, which is dealing with immigration issues. So basically, it's about being Latino or Latinx in a predominantly white space and, like, you know, your heritage and, like, you know, moving forward and being that, that first-generation kid, there's a lot on your shoulders, right? right? So the students were immediately hostile with the question. Uh, many white students questioned whether she had the authority to address, to address issues of race and white privilege on campus. Um, so uh, they accused her of generalizing about the majority of white people being privileged, uh, and they say, no. and I'm, I'm going to put this in my best Georgia Southern voice, uh, eh... Uh, what makes you believe it's okay to come to a college campus like this? Uh, well, we're supposed to be promoting diversity on this campus, which is what we're taught. I don't understand what the purpose of this was, said the student. Yeah, so um, it's not incorrect to say that some white people have white privilege. All white people have white privilege in America. Some of y'all may not feel it as well as others, especially if you're very poor or have just gotten the shit into the stick your whole life but it's like uh pete and i have spoken about in the past when we were uh, coming up on the mean streets of glenville we were getting harassed and pulled over by the cops all the time because uh peter drove around in an unmarked uh windowless white van so we were always getting pulled over and searched and all that 
And also, I mean, whenever we were teenagers, they tended to just target us whenever we were walking down the road or anything, because yeah. that's suspicious, because we'd, we'd travel in big herds of teens, and that looks bad. But here's the thing. In all of those pullovers and all of those stops and all of those check-ins by the police, we were never arrested. We were never shot. Uh, nothing bad ever happened to us. It's like yeah, um, they never pointed even... out to... Go ahead. It's, it's just like um, Peter said. It's like, yeah, look, yeah, th- it was really bad how the police treated us, but just think about how much worse it would have been for us if we were black. Yeah. Um, and that's where white privilege comes in. It protected us from getting thrown in the slammer, from possibly getting killed by the police. So it got so bad that later that night, she had to change hotels because she saw a bunch of students' videos on social media of students burning her books. They had a book burning on campus. So, uh, now, here comes the problem. Um, the uh, university uh, does not plan on taking any action uh, because book burning was within their First Amendment rights. Um, but, however, book burning does not align with Georgia Southern's values. Um, you know what? I'm going to say uh, your First Amendment right protects you from the government. It does not protect you from violating the University of Code of Conduct, which without having in front of me, I can almost 100% guarantee that you did violate the University's Code of Conduct by buying the, by burning the book of a visiting author. Yeah, also the uh, the books that they burned, a lot of them were borrowed books and not books that they owned, so they're destroying property whenever they burn them. Yep. So, uh... All I can say is, like, to every... I don't want to I don't want to be mean to everybody that went to Georgia Southern, because I guess technically now I did, too. Uh, uh, but to all these people... A, uh, a lot of students are deeply embarrassed about these students. As just, you should like, be! Other other white students look at this and go, oh, God. Just, just to be clear, that is going on. Allow like, uh, we, we, we see our fellow whites, and we're like, oh, jeez, Christ, what are you doing? <laughs> You're just um, making it worse. I just want to say to all these students, uh, you are the reason I did not want to go to Georgia Southern. You are the reason I am deeply embarrassed that Georgia Southern turned my college into one of their satellite campuses and to the, uh, what, what are the, the university spokeswoman, the, uh, the presiding people in charge of Georgia Southern. Um, you know what? Uh, I don't even know how to say this, but, uh, I didn't know that when you became part of a college board, one of the things that you gave up was your integrity and also your testicles. Hey. You bunch. Oh, and your spinal cord. Uh, you bunch of spineless. We, we uh, call it the. We call it the Paul Ryan treatment. Yeah, you bunch of spineless, uh, racist, enabling halfwits. What a way to like. We'll step. We'll we'll walk the line here and not upset anybody by just saying <laughs> we rec- we respect their right to burn books, but it certainly isn't the way we feel. Well, how does that thing go? Uh, what do you call somebody sitting at a table with ten Nazis? A Nazi. Yeah. So yeah, fuck what do you them. Call- what, what do you call one person who is not a Nazi that sits down at a table with uh, with nine Nazis? You call it a table of ten Nazis. Yeah. What do you call a fucking somebody that... Also, I don't... I Like, I'm fine with the discourse of arguing about white privilege. I think that's important. What I don't understand is to be so deeply offended that you go out and burn a book about a Latin person existing in white spaces. I guess what I urge Georgia Southern students to do is to go find every copy of Mein Kampf you can get your hands on and burn that outside Georgia Southern and see what happens. Hmm. I bet you there would be academic suspensions. <laughs> Probably, because it falls more in lines with uh, Georgia Southern's values, Mein Kampf, that is. Yeah. Um, Mein Kampf University. Uh, <laughs> formerly Georgia Southern University. But yeah, it's fucked up. And I don't like, I, you know, I, I'm torn because I don't want the students to be like, run out of the university, because I don't know if they'd learn a lesson. But I sure as fuck don't want them to just go around and burn books by visiting authors with impunity. That is definitely not in line with the university code of conduct. Yep. And then to film it! How stupid can you be? What am I talking about? They're going to fail out anyway. Most of them are probably yeah. going to go to beauty school or fucking like, I went to a two-year thing and now I fix trucks. Which, I mean, fixing trucks is a noble profession, but uh, they'll be the oil change guy at Jiffy Lube in like a year. Yeah, so I guess it'll work itself out. I, I fixed trucks until they found out I wasn't reliable enough for that. Now, now they don't they don't let me do nothing. I, no, I, got to, I got to inflate the tires. Now I burn Fords in my front yard. How dare they fire me? <laughs> How dare they fire me? My freedom of speech burned Ford. Dirt. Chevy. 
I mean, I'm like I said, I'm willing to like, I'm willing to listen and have like a debate and like a discourse on like the idea of white privilege and like why some people. Also, how dumb can you be to be like, how am I privileged? You're in a college, asshole, in America. <laughs> you are like the top one percent of the one percent in the world, motherfucker. Yeah, so they're going to college. They have room and board paid for them by their parents. So they or, and also by the state. Georgia does a lot of like fucking paying your way through college. And we'll give Georgia right. that like the Hope Scholarship, or at least the way it was when I went to school, is they were like, hey man, you're not rich. How would you like to go to college as long as you're not an idiot and flunking classes? And I went, that sounds mighty fine to me. And so I did that. So, you know, that was nice. It was, except it doesn't pay for um, grad school, so now I'm still on the uh, the books for that. But, you know, yeah, didn't it fucking, pay down fucking two or book. three more years and I'll actually be debt-free? Uh, you know, you have connections at school. You should hunt each one of these people down, and then we can just say their names on the podcast and be like, these are the assholes, and this is, this is uh, you know, uh, a little bit about their lives. Read them off, read them off like a Arya Stark's list. I don't want anything to happen to them. I just want them to be deeply ashamed. Like, I imagine that woman in that famous picture of, like, the Arkansas, like, the Little Rock Nine, when, like, they were just trying to go to, like, the same school as white people, and there's that great photo of this lady just venomously yelling at a child. I go, man, I hope her grandkids are like, Grandma, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, it was a different time. And, uh, oh, no, well, look at that. I gotta go. Look at the time. Well, look at the time. It's time to talk about the Ukraine. Yep, so let's talk about fucking Ukraine. Uh, oh my god, this shit's heating up. Ah, so they've made a prediction in the impeachment, uh, the impending impeachment of Donald Trump, uh, who, uh, by the way, is, I'm, uh, man, if he doesn't get impeached, I'll be, I'm actually, I go back and forth, but I'll be kind of surprised if nothing happens. So, oh my god, um, there's a lot to unpack here. Well, the, the, the thing is, episode. he's gonna he's gonna roll Giuliani under that bus so hard. I think Giuliani's I'm not gonna do sure. Gi- We're currently not sure if Giuliani is still even his lawyer or not, and apparently Trump doesn't know either. Uh, well, that's two that's, of two of Giuliani's associates just got arrested. Yeah, the and two, Giuliani is lawyered up like a motherfucker. The two weird Ukrainian guys had one way tickets out of the country uh, and are yeah. now in jail. Uh, and uh, oh, it just—it's so deep. I—I make a prediction. I think Giuliani is going to do jail time. Oh yeah, like he is. If he wasn't Trump's lawyer, he would already be in jail. Oh, he's also like the former, you know, America's mayor of New York during nine eleven. So you know, that's probably also kind of protecting him. But at the same time, he's probably going down. No, because New Yorkers don't like him either. New Yorkers recognize him full on as an asshole. Um, right, but as long as the rest of, uh, as long as like the Bible Belt don't quite get that. Yeah, but that that belt shrinking, so I'm not too worried about that. But also, yeah. they they're not in charge of whether he goes to jail or not. We don't put it to a vote. You know, sadly, we kind of do because Trump, because we put it to a vote, Trump gets to stay out of jail. Mm. We we really do need most of Americans to be behind his impeachment to be able to remove have, that tumor from office. We have all the all the all the um. What do you all call the, it? Yeah, all the all the polls are showing that the majority is now in favor of him yeah. being removed. Which brings me to a, a fun fact for today: a recent Fox News poll uh, said that Trump was or. Fifty-one percent of Americans are in favor of seeing Trump not only impeached but also removed from office. A Fox News poll. Now, yeah. non-biased polls have him at fifty-eight percent in favor of his removal. But you know that's, that's still close. You know that's Fox bad. News is still when, like, the majority. When like Fox News, the Kim Jong, the Kim Jong, uh, the North Korea news networks is just the like state, ah. state media. Yeah, state media is like, oh, fifty-one percent want him gone. We edged it down a little bit, but goddamn, Donald, we can't do everything for you. Yeah. But guess what happened after uh, that poll came out? Someone showed him a fake poll where it said that like 95% of Americans are behind him or something like uh, that, right? That happened before then. Oh, yeah. Uh, Someone's uh, just showing him cartoon polls and they go, Mr. President, look at this. If you look at the uh, red crayon. That, that, that was a Breitbart poll, by the way. They just did like on the Breitbart website, which is uh, Bannon's website, if you don't know. It's a conspiracy theory site. There's zero real news or anything there. Well, it's I mean, just, that's, that's... It's right-wing that's... insanity. I mean, I'm sure if Hitler took a poll of his fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it, SS Corps about his uh, uh, support, that he'd be like, How oh, he's doing. Yeah, this is nice. It looks like I have a 95% approval rating for what I'm doing. Yeah, 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 because, uh, you know, uh, you just asked the SS. You didn't, like, you know, ask the rest of Germany. 
but I guess I'll see myself to the gas chamber now. <laughs> yeah, so after Trump said, or after Trump saw the poll, said 51% wanted him removed, he got so furious that he sent his um, personal defense attorney, uh, Attorney General William Barr, over to Fox News to talk to Rupert Murdoch in person. What is that going to do? Like, dude, uh, it actually has done something. Shepard Smith was fired because of that. After they met, <laughs> Shepard Smith was fired after 23 years of working on but, Fox News. But Shep Smith's actually going to miss the building falling on him because uh, uh, I think he was already kind of setting himself up as not like a Sean... You know, Sean Hannity's fucking all in. I think Shep yep. Smith was already getting ready to fold that table. So he'll find work, but I don't know about the rest of the Fox News anchors. Uh, uh, fucking Janine Pirro and Lumpy Hannity, they have a new idea of what they need to do now, of what uh, Mitch McConnell should be doing to defend Trump, which is, now, you know how whenever... Is it, putting a, is it putting a gun in every Republican senator's mouth while asking them a series of questions and loyalty oaths? It, it's, uh, it's some word doctoring and some spin. Basically, you know how whenever it's uh, something in the Constitution that they like, they're all like, It's my constitutional right! Yeah. Well, what happens when it's something that they don't like, they, they do not refer to it as the Constitution. They just say, well, that's the rules as they exist right now. They're just the rules. They can be changed. So Mitch McConnell needs to change the rules so that he's not required to hold impeachment. Um, I don't even know if he has that power. Maybe, no. but he no. because like the problem is like the, the he, house would need to ratify it and he, Yeah, no. and that'll that'll never such an obvious ploy like that will never happen. Um I think if so I don't know which way Mitch is going to go. I don't know if he's a Russian asset or if he's just an asshole. Um he's I'm very likely Moscow Mitch, like the the yeah. propaganda said. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I don't know which way he's going to go. But honestly, right now for Russia, the best thing to happen to the United States would be to have the pres and vice president like go through an impeachment. Like that would be a huge national blow to us. Yeah. So I mean, I think, I think they need to just go ahead and have this guy removed. I mean, of course, I think he should be removed, but I think even for the Republicans, what they need to do is remove him right now so they can go ahead and start hyping up Mike Pence and running him in 2020. But I, I wonder if, I, like, I, I doubt he can win, but that's their best shot. Uh, no, I think if they remove him and ran Romney in 2020, Romney might fucking take the election and they'd have the White House again. Well, I guess that's not impossible because Romney like, was sort of kind of against Trump. Also, Romney's kind of a Christian, which is what they like. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, well, uh, he's a Mormon, but like kind of Christian. Yeah. Um, but I think Romney is just like smooth enough for everyone to swallow after a president's removed that we'd be like, fine, fucking let, let's, let's open up our, let's loosen up our jaw muscles and fucking take that Romney dick. Cause damn, this can't be any worse. Good old R money. We'll, uh, but, oof. but literally the president is refusing to cooperate with an impeachment inquiry, calling it illegitimate, uh, which is what which, a dictator would do. That's in terrifying. Yeah, that's... That's a constitutional crisis actually unfolding right there. This is I, no longer a possible constitutional crisis. What we I, are having a constitutional what crisis. What I don't get is that Congress keeps trying to play this game of chicken with Trump, but they're playing a game of chicken with an insane man. You need to go ahead and activate your congressional powers and start you know, arresting more people and forcing subpoenas and stuff uh, because he, he will drive the car straight into your car. He does not care. He has no concept... Um, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. There's no concept whatsoever that anything bad could ever happen to him. It's like, he feels like if he yells enough that everything will work out. Cause guess what? So far he has yelled enough that everything's worked out for it's him. It's like playing Russian roulette with a toddler. He doesn't understand the rules. He has no fear. Yeah. You know, that's, um, I'm that's trying to remember what, what actor it was. Speaking. I, l I loved it. They were, they said something about playing, would you be interested in playing Donald Trump in a movie or something like that? Would that be an interesting character? Uh, and he had this really great thing. He goes, no, he says, there's no depth to this guy at all. Uh, he's a, he like, there's nothing like all he thinks about is cheeseburgers. And like, I don't give a shit about anybody, but me, maybe Melania will give me a blowjob tonight. That's literally his whole thought process. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, like he's like just completely devoid of any depth or foreshadowing or like any of that. It's just on to the next thing. That's why he's willing to uh, betray tens of thousands of Kurds. And, oh, yeah. Uh, see that, women and children slaughtered well, in the streets that, that just to distract better. from his own impeachment. I don't, I don't know why the Kurds don't just join ISIS because like every other president were like, I, I tell the Kurdish people, 
I say, rise up, fight out the enemies of America, and America will support you. And then they're like, all right, we're fighting the enemies of America. What do we do? And we go, oh, man, shit. Yeah, I was drunk when I said that. Uh, Y'all on your fucking own. Because we had them rise up, hoping they'd fix the dom for us. It didn't. He used chemical weapons and killed them then. We're using them to fight ISIS. Uh, and then we pulled out and let the Turks kill them. Uh, and just every time the Kurds are like, we're like, they're doing a really good job kind of stabilizing the reason. We go, ah, fuck them. But here's the thing about it. The best thing to happen for Trump right now would be if ISIS just made a huge resurgence. Oh, it would be the best. If he could get another 9-11, oh, he'd be beaten off, like, on camera. Yeah. Like, if he got got to make that speech where he's like, the enemies of America have attacked us, like, you would just kind of see his hand going up and down off camera. (laughs) I just don't know about this, because him defeating ISIS is one of the uh, right wing's favorite talking points, which is not true at all. Just Fox News, stop trying to scare people with ISIS for so long. Look at the George Bush approval ratings after 9-11. Like... No president has had those approval ratings since, oh, like, fucking mean, if, Pearl Harbor. If ISIS, uh, if ISIS was able to wage an attack on American soil, then, yeah, that would definitely help out Trump. When when Dude. Americans die, the Republicans win. If ISIS was able to mail a letter over here, you know what I mean? Like, the dude would shoot up to 80% approval ratings. So why the fuck would I? Would he? This is a great decision for him. Even though Lindsey Graham's on TV going, I beg you, Mr. President, I beseech you, do not do this. Like, this is a great move for him. Yeah, it's um when, when I'm sure he's suffer Republicans win. That's... I'm sure he's working on the fucking technology right now to reanimate fucking uh uh oh what's his name Osama um, bin Laden. Yeah, just like you know because they like buried him at sea or whatever. I, I just uh, imagine like he's funding a deep dive operation. Just like find the body, reanimate it. I want okay. it brought back. Okay, folks, we have just been informed that the aquatic reanimated zombie of Osama bin Laden is headed here to America, and only I can defeat him, and that's why I need everyone to give me all of your votes so that I can become Aquaman and defeat zombie bin Laden. The only thing to stop stop zombie ISIS is me. This summer, one man, Donald Trump, takes on all the zombies. Like, yeah, that's the fucking world he lives in, so... The only thing that can defeat a bad terrorist with a gun is a good terrorist with a gun. Bigly. Think about, uh, you know, just keep your eye on what the Navy's doing, you know, because I'm sure they're going to be like, that's going to be their next thing. But yeah, so he's he's gone real far down the impeachment road, but he's not going to... What's funny, what the best thing about it is um, the ambassador to the Ukraine, I uh, can't remember her name, it was like Yankovich or something. Mary, uh, Mary Yavin... Yavinovich. Anyway, so they fired her unjustly from that position, and then they were like, the State Department was like, you can't testify. And I go, why the fuck wouldn't she? You already fired her. Like, I would be... uh, The White House told her, do not testify before... uh, Why? These impeachment inquiries, and uh, she did it anyway because they actually don't have the ability to enforce penalties against her. But they're also doing it backwards. It's like if the mafia burns down your shop and goes, hey, uh, you know, uh, listen, it would be a real shame if uh, you didn't pay us some protection money. You know, if you go to the police, you know, something bad. But you already burned down my house. Like, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're like the dumb mafia. Like, they kill your family first and they go, hey, uh, it'd be a real shame if something happened to your family if you go... It, it, you have, like, a, you have a real beautiful wife and daughter there. It'd be a shame if something happened to him. Like the two bullets I just put in him. So maybe you should like give us some money. And I'm like, why, no, no, why I'm going straight pe- to the cops now. Yeah, why would people be loyal to you after you already fucked them over? Yeah. That's what I happens mean, when you show people fake cause, polls. Because Trump's really dumb. He's used to just being able to do bullshit with impunity and get away with it. Because so far that's been working out for him, And as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, so she said, like, so a bunch of people that are out that they're like, don't testify or testifying. Um, today someone else, God, I forgot who it was. Um, but there is someone else testifying today. And by the way, Congress is back in session tomorrow, isn't it? Like this is their last holiday because they took two weeks off and tomorrow they're going to be back. So then impeachment's going to heat up again because this will be the last time they're in session, uh, before, Mm -hmm. uh, 2020. Well, also, the Republican Party has been complaining that in previous impeachment hearings that the minority party has been given more rights than they're being given right now. And I went, fuck you. You can't be victim and oppressor at the same time. You control two. You control, like, uh, one and almost a half of three branches of government. You don't get to be like, oh, how come the House isn't giving us? Because uh, you control the Senate and the presidency, you fucking jackasses. 
Yeah, yeah, they're still the majority party right now. That would be like if I was on trial for murder, and I'm like, hey, um, so I'm on trial for murder. Uh, how come I don't get a few minutes alone with the witnesses <laughs> with a with a gun? You know, uh, I. That's actually kind of something that Trump wants. That's why he keeps saying, I've not been given the right to see my accusers. Yeah, I should get... know who they are. You should just yeah. tell me who they are. And it's like, well, first of all, this is not a criminal trial. This is a um, this is yeah, that's Congress other... and a congressional investigation. Uh, so that's not at all how impeachment works. And also the Dems know that you want to kill this person because you have already said that you want to see them dead. And you also made a video of you killing everybody that you don't like. Well, yeah. I guess not technically made, but supported when someone else made it. Um, yeah, like, so why, Jesus Christ, man, like, this is insane. Can we, can we just not have a president for maybe like four years for a while till things cool down? I, I would be up for that. Can we, just leave, can we just leave that one blank? I'd be okay with that. Like, this year, 2020, we're going to, we're going to give it a rest. Like, no one, no one gets that office. We're just going to kind of like shut the doors clean the carpets, let things air out, and just, we'll try again in 2024. You know something that's been bothering me lately, just speaking of the presidency? Fucking everything? Because that's what's been bothering me. Uh, right now, the person who's number one in the polls is Elizabeth Warren, and nobody's really talking about her. They're still talking about um, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Yeah. I've watched recently like a bunch of different SNL sketches. The majority of the dialogue came from Joe Biden and uh, Bernie Sanders, you know, Im impressionists. Yeah. Uh, like Elizabeth Warren, whenever she talks, always just sort of mentions a couple things about her fundraisers. Like, that's the joke. It's like, oh, I received 25 cents from Margaret in Minnesota and a dollar twenty from so-and-so. And it's like, okay, okay, I get the gag, but we really need to see a lot more of Elizabeth Warren no, here. No, 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 we don't. You, you don't think so? Because I, I feel like she is being strangulated by people just not, just not paying her enough. Attention. No, I think it's great because you don't want you don't want the front runner to draw heat too early. So you want Trump to go after you want Trump to go after know. Biden, and you want people to yell about Bernie, and you want the opposition to completely spend all their time and resources like painting Biden and Bernie as like the death of America. And then when fucking uh, what's her name wins, they go, ah fuck, we spent all our time talking shit about the wrong guy. I mean, that is sort of what's going on. Like, um, Trump's spending yeah. all this time in the Ukraine trying to get dirt on Joe Biden and ignoring um, Elizabeth Warren, which, oh, was it Warren or Bernie? It was Bernie that Stephen Colbert was talking to, saying, so are you at all upset that uh, Trump was not trying to get dirt on you in the Ukraine? But um, but I digress. The point I'm getting yeah. to here is is that Trump was able to be the loudest voice in a very crowded room and win the nomination right. by getting was it two billion or two trillion dollars worth of free advertisement? Two billion. Remember, probably, we have worth it... of free advertisement right. because everyone was talking about him. Right, right. But we right haven't... now Warren does not benefit from that. Right, but we haven't gotten into it proper yet. You know what I mean? Like we're not. When we're is the... a couple. We're like two months away from the voting beginning. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good because here's the thing. Here's what I want, and this is why um, Elizabeth Maybe Warren. Three. Is it January or February? February is when the first one goes out, right? So three months. So. Yeah. So we got three months. I think. I think because all the big stuff is the reason Biden is because of all the dumb shit that Trump did. Um, here's here's why Warden Warren is my homeboy, right? She's what America needs. She's quiet. She's not flashy, which is why I'm worried about her not winning the general election, because she's like an even keeled shopkeep. You know what I mean? She is. Like. The presidency is almost turned into, um, like, she is incredibly America's... smart. By yeah. the way, like that's I've what followed that's, her for a long time. That's what she's I mean. Been by my, she's been my favorite to win the presidency for six years now. And since I, don't... I first discovered her in like some interview she did, and like from that point on, I just started following her on Twitter, uh, looking at other interviews, and I've just sort of been behind her for a long time. I don't. And I'm not calling her a shopkeep as an insult. I'm calling her that as like. If you look at countries, and I'm basing a lot of this on like kings and emperors, but the times that countries generally did the best with like a very powerful one person office was when that person wasn't necessarily amazing or flashy, but that person was really good at minding the store and balancing the books and making sure the treasury was full and making reasonable treaties. That person, 
That's who we fucking need right now. We don't need another America's Got Talent where they're like, this next guy up for nomination juggles knives while his wife gives him a blowjob while his dog eats his asshole. Speaking of America's Got Talent and speaking of Trump and all this insanity, guess who is still on America's Got Talent right now? Who? Sean Spicer. Is he? Yeah, Spicy. Spicy's a dancer. Oh no, he's on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, is that it? That's the I, one. I though yeah. I don't want. I, I actually don't watch any of these shows. So you know, I was actually okay with Spicy for a little while until he 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 made that dumb message where he's like, "Come on, America, vote for me and show uh, how persecution of Christians will not be tolerated." Like he's what? running on the like, "I won't win Dancing with the Stars because I'm a Christian." Oh my God. Or something like that. And I'm like, go back in the bushes, you fucking has-been asshole. <laughs> I was okay with you. I forgot that was a thing. Sean Spicer used to hide in the bushes when people looked for him. I mm-hmm. wanted to talk to him. Can you believe that after Hucka Sanders left, they still do not have like a press secretary? No, they shut they... down the press corps because they got tired of answering questions. Yeah, of course. Like, why the fuck would they? Yeah, want to be trans, and yet they still try to say, "Oh, we're so transparent." No, you don't. You're... No, you're not. You don't talk to the press. If I was if I was the Ugh. press corps, and that's the job I need to apply for, if I was the Sean Spicer, the Sarah Sanders, man, I'm going out every time with a distraction prop. You know what I mean? Like, maybe one day I'll turn around in a maniacal chair, petting a hairless cat, being like, hello, <laughs> with like maybe a fake scar, and then people are asking me questions about that, and they forget about the issues, or maybe I come out in a clown outfit, and I'm like, boop, 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 like, you know. I'm juggling, folks. You know, juggling I pass, handguns, because we're in Texas. Maybe I pass out just tinfoil hats to the press corps, and I'm like, trust me, you're going to want to wear these, and I never explain why. <laughs> And oh I my just, god, you, you just show up with like gas masks and you're like, everyone, you need to put these on immediately and then yeah. stand up before them and say, okay, first question. They're like, what about the gas mask? Uh, I'm not taking any personal questions. No. <laughs> and then just fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, fucking, uh, of course, because they realize that like they can't they can't just lie their way out of ridiculous stuff because also fucking Trump would just contradict the lies that he had them tell. That too, like they would, they would lie, and a second later, Trump would say like the dead opposite. So, I mean, the communication amongst the White House has never been good, but no, I can't I'm believe sure there was Fox communication. But the man, the man can't long. keep his mouth shut, which I'm surprised he's lived this long, being in bed with so many like you know mobsters and shady figures. I'm so amazed that he's not just like missing in the '80s. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're, like, like, they're, like, they're just like, man, what happened to Jimmy Hoffa and Donald Trump? And then every time somebody's like opening up their old storage locker, they go, ha, I found Donald Trump in here. You know, like, I, yeah. the guy can't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, he did used to be smarter in the 80s. He probably knew how to shut up back then. And but his, like, his, dementia his, ate his, his de- brain up. His dementia has made him forget all the mafia secrets that he once <laughs> knew, which is what keeps him safe. I have they're a like, really good a brain. <laughs> he's just like, listen, tell me all your secrets, because I've got degenerative early onset dementia. Trust me, everything you tell me, I'll lose. It'll all be gone. So, like maybe an that's it. sketch. So, yeah, it's going forward. You have a president that refuses to comply with impeachment, which doesn't matter. You don't have to comply. It's happening, buddy. Um, so, really, the only thing left for him at a certain point will be to just go, I'm not leaving. I'm president for life. I made it so, and then we have to see if Congress blinks or not. Like, if he just dismisses Congress and tells them all to go home, will they do it? Um, I mean, probably just because they're a bunch of lazy bastards that love to um, take off and not do any work most of the time. So, yeah. yeah like, if, like, if he just shuts the doors and goes, Congress is closed, will they do it? Will they be like, oh, I guess we don't have jobs anymore? No, nah, I, f- I figured they would still get their paychecks. They just wouldn't have to work. Well, I mean, we wouldn't have to govern. Basically, college, Congress is closed. <laughs> Goodbye. Ah, oh, the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, fuck. They they have no spines. They won't do anything good for the American people unless their arms twisted. Yeah, no, well, I think they'll uh, just take off. Then again, what if taking off upsets their wealthy benefactors that need more regulations removed so that they can make more profit at the expense of uh, nature and human lives? You know what I'm going to say, and I'm trying to figure out how to do this without spoilers. I just watched El Camino today. Oh, don't the, don't spoil that. I haven't seen it yet. The the breaking the the fantastic ending to Breaking Bad, and all I'm saying is I'm going to do an El Camino. I think I think that that's my 
kind of my game plan. Uh, I've been real stressed in my life. News is upsetting. I think You're maybe do a car. I'm just gonna do and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an El Camino. Watch the watch the show to find out. It's so good. Um, but yeah, fucking ugh. Do we want to do a Dear Wesley to end on a high note? We should. We haven't done a Dear Wesley in uh, the whole episode actually. I've got actually two Dear Wesleys here. Are, are we um, gonna do both a normal Wesley and a dark Wesley response? Uh, we can. We can do dark Wesley. The question is, do you want to hear an earth shaking revelation about a new reality for a family, or do you want to hear? Uh, about a man is unsure how to initiate romance with a new co-worker. I like the new reality for a family. That sounds very interesting. Like, what kind of new reality? All right, well, listen up to find out. So, this is a Dear Wesley. Earth-shaking revelation creates a sudden new reality for family. Dear Wesley, I was happily married with three daughters until I found out I had fathered a son two years before I married my wife. The news was a shock to us all. That information was kept from me for 13 years, and my wife is having a hard time dealing with the situation because we were dating at the time it happened. Uh. I've, I've been trying to do the right thing and involve my son in my life. My wife was all for it, but every now and then something triggers her emotions, and she goes off. The bitch. <laughs> uh, oh. She throws the word divorce at me when she's upset. Like, honey, you okay? Divorce! I don't want to have to go through this every couple of months. I love my wife and family dearly. I want to reiterate this did not happen during our marriage. My son is 13. This is not his fault. The mother said she didn't tell me at the time she was afraid since I was involved with someone else. Later on, when she started asking questions, she told him she had no idea how to get in touch with me. No one knows what is going on right now except my wife. I haven't even told my daughters or the rest of my family. Any advice would be a blessing, Wesley. We are a Christian family. So is it like, uh, honey, could you pass the uh, potatoes to Mars? Uh, I'll get them myself then. Well, number one, I don't like the way this, in this one, he kind of blames his wife, you know? Yeah, like he is the cheater and how, okay, here's what I want to know. How much time has passed since she uh, learned about the, um, the extra kitty sired? Because if it's like been a week, her still being um, upset about it is understandable. If it's been like four years, then maybe she should start considering either getting over it or actually divorce him. Like shit or get off the pot. Figure out what you want to do. Well, don't, it says don't ride the fence. He doesn't want to have to go through this every couple of months. Well, buddy, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, she probably didn't want to have to go through this ever. <laughs> so let me go ahead and throw that out there. Let me go ahead and tell you, pump the brakes right now. You're in the wrong. I don't care if you reiterate, oh, no, no, it only happened when we were dating, not during our marriage. Well, cheating's no, cheating. You still, yeah, yeah, you still cheated on her. Like, and I was it, about to say, oh, it was two years before you were married, but oh, but y'all were dating at the time. That's, that's still cheating. That's probably what she's upset about. Like, yeah, the kid's a big deal. It's not your fault that the lady didn't tell you, but it kind of is your fault because you were dating someone. So you cheated, and then you never told her, and now the only reason it came out is because you have to explain a 13-year-old son. So you're kind of the asshole in this one, and you're all like, I want her to stop being upset. Well, I don't know, man. Keep your dick out of other people, I would say. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think you need to go to, you need to go, my opinion, you need to go to marriage counseling first and foremost. You need to have a sit-down with the whole family and the kid, and all the other kids, and everybody needs to know everything on the table, because most importantly in all this, I think, is the kids and then the wife's feelings. Um, the guy's feelings in this actually are a distant, like, fourth after everyone else's, I think. Uh, at this point, since, I mean, I agree with you, he's clearly in the wrong, so he's just gonna have to take this one on the chin, and um, work, help his focus needs to be helping everyone else get through this. If his wife is this upset with him, he needs to start figuring out what he could possibly do to help her feel better so that she doesn't feel the need to have to lash out like Because it's like a one-two punch. You're like, I cheated on you, and I have a kid. Like, bam, bam, what? Like, yeah. Of course she's going to be upset. cheated on you, and I have a kid, and I don't like your attitude about what I just told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big... Like, he's very Ray Romano about it, you know? Like, oh, what? I had a kid 13. Oh, what's the deal, Deborah? Ah! Like, you're an asshole. Oh, sorry, Debbie. I mean, Bridget. These are my <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the problem. You're an asshole, and you haven't fully come to terms with what you did wrong yet. Because you're like, I reiterate, it was not during the sanctity of marriage; it was during the relationship, which I reiterate. That's I consider I, that to be just as sacred as marriage, yeah. in my opinion. Because look, I'm 
I'm honestly not someone that believes in marriage that much. I will still do it, but you know, just to make everything nice and official. But at the same time, like I don't see a big separation between marriage and dating. If and you I, yeah, make a declaration, <laughs> we are a steady couple, then that's as sacred to me as marriage. I also love how he's In like, we are, we are a Christian family. Then I'm like, all right, then you should be scourged with a cat of nine tails. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, yeah. Then, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, you, you should die and she'll marry your brother. <laughs> yeah, do some penance. I don't know. Fuck. You need to be on the desert for 40 days with no food. Fucking, what do you want with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe you should beg her forgiveness, you know, like Jesus Christ. Like, damn. <laughs> you know who didn't have any illegitimate kids he didn't tell his wife about? Jesus. Yep. Um, yep. Although, to be fair, if you want to go old school with it, uh, when Abraham cheated on his wife, uh, the offending woman and child were cast out into the desert to fend for themselves. So, you oh, go... I, I'm a Christian. That should be like what Dark Wesley says is, oh, well, if you're a Christian man, what you need to do is track down your, your mistress and your son and send them out into the desert to die. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking like, because you broke God's covenant and God does nothing if not punish people who didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and remember, whenever you walk away from your house, your wife can't turn around or you're going to have to burn her into a pillar of salt. Oh. Maybe if you build a big boat in 40 days during a flood, then you just lock the door and and don't let your illegitimate lady and son on the boat and and then put two of every animal. I, uh, yeah, that's, you pretty, know, that's pretty much it. You know, I've always pictured um, Wesley being tapped to be like the next Noah. How that plays out is, well, first of all, we're, mankind's about to go extinct. Wesley would never build the boat, whether he had God's <laughs> help, whether he had years and years to work on it, he would never get started. And as two of every animal starts to show up, he would eat the tasty ones and just like shoo off the rest. It's like, oh, goddamn dogs, get off my property. Oh, fucking giraffes. No, stop eating the big leaves. Those, those are mine. <laughs> I love the idea of just Wesley thwarting all of God's plans like you know, God's <laughs> like Wesley. You must go testify to uh, I, who was it that they wanted to send Jonah? The Assyrians. Go bring the word of God. I try. God damn it! I don't want to go to Assyria. So Wesley, <laughs> Wesley gets eaten by a whale, and he's like, you know what? I could just, I could make this all. I could make some pizza bites over here in the whale's stomach, and I, I could just live off the plankton. This is not so bad. God damn it, Dylan! This is my whale. Get out of here. <laughs> God's all like, now, Wesley, I told you five years ago that you need to get started on the boat. Why haven't you started on it yet? Listen, here, God, you're pressuring me. I haven't had enough time to get started on it yet. Now, you're pressuring me, so you need to just lay off. Come back in ten years. Wesley Wesley is the Messiah is the kind of guy that like, you know, when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and like, you know, <laughs> Judas got like 30 pieces of silver betray him, like Wesley wanders off. So they show up with Judas. They're like, where the fuck is this Jesus guy or this Wesley guy? I swear to God, he was right here. Ah, Judas, we're going to kill you, you liar. And, you know, during the uh, crucifixion, there was like, what, a million angels in the sky ready to fly down and like wipe out the Romans and save Jesus if he asked for it. Yeah. But instead, he's like, no, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so the angels didn't kill anyone. Well, Wesley up there on the cross would be like, yeah, no, that sounds pretty good. These people are assholes. They keep <laughs> sticking me with the lance of Longinus. Kill them. <laughs> I'll find, make me some pizza bread while you're at it. <laughs> I need a whole chorus of angels to play me that one song from that show I like. God damn it, Dylan, stop poking me with a spear. <laughs> Wesley, fix my Nintendo. Fix it yourself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think if it was Wesley Christ, uh, he'd have some, <laughs> some, Old Testament, some Old Testament wisdom for you. Some fire and brimstone. Although a lot of the Old Testament stuff does sound like a ridiculous plan that Wesley would say, like when they, what was it in Jericho when like they had to walk around the wall like seven yeah. times? Like that sounds like, well, Wesley, how do we get into this city? Well, what you gotta do is get some Mrs. Dash and walk around the wall seven <laughs> times, and then it'll just fall down, and you can go in and kill everyone. Well, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to play my trumpet really loud, by which is a euphemism for I'm going to fart. And then I'm going to walk around the wall several times to waft it around. And then it'll drift into the city and they'll smell it and go, oh. And then the wall will fall down. So Old Testament Wesley, I think, yeah, you go with them. What you do, buddy, you build an ark and during a flood just don't invite 
your illegitimate son and mistress on the ark. Problem oh, solved. Wesley would probably like try to make Dylan build the ark for him. <laughs> I don't want to do it, Dylan. You do it. I don't want to do it, badass. You shut up, your dill hole. <laughs> He'd make you build it. <laughs> Me? Oh, no. If Wesley had God's power, yeah, he probably would. <laughs> You're going to build an ark. Well, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's most of our time. Is there anything else we needed to cover? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess we could uh, hit him with the socials, Pete. And you know I don't remember them. I know, I know. That's like our shtick now. Bastard. So uh, I guess you're going to toss it back to me? Yes, Pat. Socials, please. All right, socials. So you can contact us at thosemuckrakers at gmail.com. Send us your own Dear Wesley stories, and we can talk about how Wesley would um, cause the apocalypse in your timeline. If, uh, If you would like to tweet at us, you can do so at those muckrakers on twitter i uh have not been checking that a lot lately but i mean no one's been tweeting at us so it's whatever um what else if uh you would like to support this podcast go and buy our books um dusk belt dusk belt is that it yeah it's been so long yes book book one uh give me back my life it's a book about a guy that comes home one day to find an exact copy of himself living his life and he decides he wants it back or not find out what happens so then what else um now if you're thinking oh well i bought that book so surely you have my money yet actually no because uh, we only make like a buck off of every book sold and they don't pay out until we make at least a hundred dollars so i'm gonna need for you to buy like a hundred bucks so that we can uh we can get some of that fat cash to uh pour back into this show and make it a better experience for you but for real buy like one book and we'll be happy (laughs) 